0: Hey everybody welcome to the wake up here's what's happening in hollywood and the media biz on friday february 26th 2021 we're just one week from today you can stream the entirety of the uh, viacom cbs and paramount universe for just 10 bucks a month but showtime still costs 11 dollars. gotta love old media versus new media math now over to the silver screen where director Steven Soderbergh has set his next movie, which, of course, is at HBO Max, where he has a deal. This one's going to star Zoe Kravitz. It's a movie called Kimmy, that's K-I-M-I, where Zoe plays an agoraphobic IT worker who discovers footage of a violent crime on the old servers and has to, well, at least try to leave her apartment to get involved. And the script is from David Kep, who's given us many lauded films over the years, from uh, Jurassic Park to the original Spider-Man to Angels and Demons and the Nick Cage classic Snake Eyes. Over at Paramount, they've set Rebel Wilson for a high school comedy. This one's called Senior Year. Rebel's going to play a cheerleader who uh, wakes up 20 years later after a coma and comes back to school to uh, compete for Prom Queen. Rebel is also producing the movie, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Over at Netflix, they've set director Ross and Marshall Thurber, who directed the classic Dodgeball, as well as the upcoming collab between uh, The Rock and Ryan Reynolds called Red Notice. Anyway, he's going to direct an adaptation of the video game The Division, which will star Jake Hall and uh, Jessica Chastain. That's according to Deadline. That one centers on a deadly virus that is uh, spread on paper money on November's Black Friday, which then kind of wipes out New York City and kills millions. Chaos ensues by Christmas. You can always count on Netflix to escape from reality. And otherwise, just a couple of quick notes. Sean Penn and Ty Sheridan from Ready Player One are gonna star in a thriller about paramedics. That one's called Black Flies. Open Road will distribute that one, which is gonna shoot in New York City later this year, according to Deadline. Meryl Streep has set up her next movie. It's a Broadway-themed film called Places, Please. That will be directed by Pulitzer and Tony Award winner, Michael Christopher. That one starts shooting this summer in New York City. Hmm, Gonna be a busy summer in New York City. Uh, Anyway, that one's also according to Deadline. Over in the TV set, Hulu has ordered an eight-episode limited series on Mike Tyson called Iron Mike. Craig Gillespie, who directed I, Tonya, is going to handle the directing here, and a lot of producers from that one are on board as well. However, who's not on board is uh, Mike Tyson, as he is not involved in the project and is already publicly dissing it. Also one small additional note at Hulu, they gave their Animaniacs reboot an early season three pickup. Season two premieres later this year, according to The Hollywood Reporter. And Just two other quick notes. Over at Showtime, they've set O.T. Fagbenle. I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, he's from The Handmaid's Tale and is now going to play Barack Obama in Showtime's anthology series, The First Lady. Viola Davis is already set as Michelle Obama. And over at HBO, they've set the leads for their series adaptation of the novel The Time Traveler's Wife. Your leads will be Rose Leslie from Game of Thrones and Theo James, who had a lead role in the Divergent movie series, according to Deadline. Over in the media biz... AT&T finally spun off DirecTV into a separate business, taking that albatross off of their books. The new company will be called uh, DirecTV and also will encompass their UVerse and AT&T TV Now streaming bundle operations. This new DirecTV company will be valued at $16.5 billion or about one-third of what AT&T paid for it just six years ago. AT&T will have a 70% stake and private equity firm TPG is paying about $2 billion in cash and debt for a 30% stake. If you're a direct TV customer, uh, not too much to change, especially your price going down. Uh, Direct TV lost over 3 million U.S. subscribers alone in 2020, according to Next TV. Over at Twitter, they announced they're testing a new feature where you can uh, pay to subscribe to an account to thusly get uh, exclusive content from them. Really hope they don't call this Twitter Plus. Ah, no, it looks like they're calling it a super follow. Well, anyway, uh, perhaps their new newsletter hosting company, Acquisition Review, will feature prominently in the Endeavor. And it kind of seems like a uh, Patreon for Twitter kind of thing, with Twitter, of course, taking a small cut. 86% of Twitter revenue came from advertising in 2020, according to TechCrunch. And over at Spotify, they're introducing a new feature where you can now sort your uh, liked songs playlist by mood. As long as you have over 30 songs in your liked songs list, so you can play around with that one. And The Verge has a piece that uh, details how you do it. The link to that is in today's newsletter. Over in the trailer house, we have four new additions. First up is Amazon Prime, who gave us a look at the Underground Railroad. That's based on the Colson Whitehead book and is from director Barry Jenkins, who, of course, gave us Moonlight. That series drops on Amazon Friday, May 14th. Next up, over to Netflix for the Army of the Dead teaser, which gives you an action-packed 90 seconds of mercenaries who attempt to heist in a zombie-ridden Las Vegas, led by Dave Bautista. I mean, if you're going to hire a mercenary. That new Zack Snyder-directed movie premieres on Friday, May 21st. Over at Hulu, they gave us a season four teaser for The uh, Handmaid's Tale. The first three episodes of that one drop on Wednesday, April 28th. And over at Disney Pixar, they gave us a teaser for their new summer movie. This one's called Luca and is uh, set in Italy, centering on two boys who are actually sea monsters. Well, that's new. You can check that one out in movie theaters on June 18th. As it's Friday, time for the FSS feed. A look at the new movies and TV shows to watch in the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead. Starting off today with uh, Tom and Jerry. That movie hits HBO Max and movie theaters, and China, incidentally, although I'm pretty sure I have no listeners there. Over at Apple TV+, Plus, they're dropping that uh, Billie Eilish documentary that's called The World's A Little Blurry. And Apple TV's movie from the Russo brothers, Cherry, hits movie theaters only. That one stars Tom Holland as an Iraq vet who falls into addiction with his girlfriend upon returning home to Cleveland. That one will come to Apple TV+, Plus in a couple of weeks. Sony Pictures Classics is putting the father in movie theaters. Uh, The father of your movie, not like your father. But just in New York and LA where theaters are still closed. So I guess that's theaters outside of New York City and drive-ins in LA. The movie goes wider on March 12th and uh, hits the old uh, PVOD on March 26th where you can watch it from home for 20 bucks. That one of course stars Anthony Hopkins and Olivia Colman and got some pretty great notices on the film festival circuit this fall. Also, the very well-received movie Minari is now available for a $20 PVOD rental from your home. Just go to iTunes or Amazon Prime to uh, rent that one. Or go to the newsletter, which has a link to stream that one, the Tom and Jerry, all the trailers, and links to all stories mentioned here. Just go to thewakeup.substack.com, and that Substack link is also in the notes area for this year's podcast on your phone. Just hit that details button below the episode title. Moving over to Saturday, we have a new SNL with Nick Jonas and Nick Jonas. And on Sunday, The Walking Dead returns with the premiere of their extended season 10. You can catch that on AMC at 9 p.m. This begins a run of six new episodes, although worth noting that new episodes premiere on their streaming service, AMC Plus, on the Thursdays before the Sunday linear premiere on AMC. And of course, it's Golden Globes night on NBC. Tina Fey is hosting from the Rainbow Room in New York City. And Amy Poehler is uh, holding it down at the Beverly Hilton in L.A. The show begins at 8 p.m. And now we're going to try out something new. Between the Golden Globes on Sunday and the launch of Paramount Plus next week, I've invited my friend and TV industry pundit, Diane Gordon, on for a chat. She runs the popular industry Twitter account, The Surf Report, that's S-U-R-F, and in pre-COVID times, would be out and about covering the scene in L.A., covering events like premieres and award show Red Carpets for places like Variety and Vulture. And she also currently works with TVGuide.com and recently started hosting panels for SAG. She also does a lot of work with the Paley Center. This week, she's been following all the happenings at the TCA, which is the biannual gathering of all people who write about and cover TV, where TV networks bring out their stars for Q and A's, release a bunch of news about upcoming shows, which is still going on this year, but just uh, virtually. So Diane was kind enough to hop on a chat with me on a lunch break from yesterday's session to talk a bit about the Golden Globes and uh, we definitely go over all the Paramount Plus stuff in terms of how the industry insider coverage is reacting. Plus I can't let Diane go without asking for some uh, recommendations. As she watches far more television than I do, although that's not saying much. I mean, come on. I have a podcast and a newsletter to do every day. So without further ado, here is Diane Gordon.
1: Sean, it's nice to be here. Nice to uh, join you for for a quick, quick break. Um, We're actually back uh, in about an hour. And yes, all of TCA uh, has again been virtual. But all the networks have been really swell about sending some lovely uh, food and, and swag items that are both thoughtful and full of self care, but they've also made a lot of donations to a lot of worthy causes. And they're also really mindful of sending sustainable items. They're also from, you know, Black owned businesses, oh, women owned businesses. So I thought, I, th- I think that's really cool. That's a really lovely change to see in TCA. And God willing and vaccines willing, we'll be, we'll be back at the Langham come summertime. Let's hope.
0: Yeah, because the summer's usually August, right? Is that my thing? Yes. Ride? So the TCA is obviously the twice a year, the television critics, everybody, anybody who writes about television would typically come to Pasadena for two weeks, and every network would come by and do a couple hours of a panel, talk about what's coming up in the next six months, bring out some stars, talk about the executives, you'd schmooze between panels. My, Is this an accurate representation of what TCA was?
1: Pretty much, <laughs> and it was some people who write about TV or about media get to see each other and, and talk to each other. And yes, you get to meet a lot of the people who make television and a lot of the people who star in the shows. And that is kind of a treat, you know, for what we do, cause it's, that's our world. So um, yeah, we all miss seeing each other, but uh, you know, again, everybody's hopeful that by summertime, maybe, maybe we'll be able to congregate in some small way. We'll see. Well,
0: you still have Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're rounding out the week Diane. and this is the week uh, paramount plus finally told us what the hell it is um what is, was your initial take a lot of tv none of which is going up on the launch day on march 4th uh so uh, what was your takeaway from paramount plus this week at, at viacom
1: my takeaway was rerun okay so many retreads so many reboots it's not that i'm not happy there's a lot of shows that i like hey i was a big Frasier fan but I feel like those are really, really big spends. You know, Kelsey Grammer does not come cheap. Right. And they, I noticed that the two writers, I don't think were writers from the original series. I worry when streamers or networks save money on writers. That doesn't make me <laughs> but I mean they, you know, they have some great properties. They have a lot of great movies, you know, just in the library. They have such a great catalog you yeah. know, so they can do a big launch.
0: Yeah, but it's old stuff. It's like, who's talking about the, the I mean, you know, like it's the stuff you watch you know, when I was at HBO, it's like, oh, the new flashy stuff, but 80% of the user or whatever the number was, was just the Fast and Furious 2, you know, or 2 it, it wasn't like, you know, so the it has value, but does it get you to sign up? You're not signing up, for, you're not paying $10 a month for that.
1: And that's the real question. I'm skeptical. I just kept saying, wait, aren't you announcing any like new shows? Isn't there going to be something like new and fresh? And uh, to me, a reboot of, you know, something like a reboot of Frasier or another Star Trek show, I don't know. I don't know how new and fresh that is.
0: I, Yeah. I mean, there was a Tyler Sheridan show, which is new, so that'll be Jeremy Renner. So that's certainly a high profile, you know, like new, you know, Tyler does Yellowstone, of course, but a different universe he's going to be uh, exploring. Um, Something
1: something else people can make fun of Jeremy Renner for.
0: Oh, poor Jeremy Renner. Um, But yeah, it's, you know, the biggest thing to me was this It's 2021. They're the last major streaming service to launch. They've seen everybody come before them. Some do better than most on the launch. And you're telling me, you know, on launch day, there was no like, by the way, on March 4th, we're adding this. And there it's not you know, they have, it's, as far as I can tell, it's the previously announced SpongeBob sequel, which I'm sure is fantastic. Um, what else? What I, am was, I... I was
1: actually excited. I mean, the last season of Younger is going to be on Paramount.
0: Eventually. Yeah. But why not start that? Like, but then you know... I was like
1: a little miffed that that won't be something that was you know it was on a cable network before so i was right. a little miffed i was like oh great now i gotta have another streaming service so i can see the last well, season of a show on. i've been following
0: they will they will air that on tv land afterward it's just going to premiere on, oh, on okay so they will uh, yes that was one of the caveats of it i mean as take it as you will but um that would be case in point right here would you all right i'll try it out for a month on march 4th like what do we have in the can everything else i mean you know nothing's written all those, you know of all that stuff they announced yesterday Maybe 10% is somewhere at a script and ready to be maybe shot. I mean, you know, you're talking this stuff is a year away. You know, Frazier's <laughs> they have a deal with Kelsey. That was literally the whole, that was literally it. There was no episode count. They had their, and their, and their, and the creative team behind it. There was no, you know, David Hyde Pierce isn't even officially on the show at this point. I mean, you know, Disney added, you know, 70 million subscribers in a year. Where are we going to be a year from now? Where Where are you starting when you're starting to add your premium? Con- I, it just, I don't know. It just seemed a little weak of And what did you lineup. say?
1: What did you say in your email that I think they're starting out with, what, 19 million from CBS all access and Showtime
0: combined then they've never broken that out which no one really cared about before but now it's like okay you're (laughs) you know you're not even saying our our base is this Because it's all about reporting numbers, and it's like, all right, you're still not saying how many CBS, how many people on day one will be Paramount Plus customers. Nobody knows, and it's not a good look when you say you don't acknowledge it. I mean, it's basically, I mean, it's known to be a split. It's probably about ten. It's not like it's a big mystery, of course, but uh, we all know what this is. Why are you not just saying it? And you know, it's just like a bad look. It's like, all right, let's be be straight.
1: And and the password for 2021 transparency. We'll still like you. Tell us the truth. (laughs) We'll still like we'll still be friends.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hollywood. Anyway, catch that Paramount Plus but next next Thursday, March 4th, uh be there and then watch uh, the Paramount movie coming to America on Amazon Prime, <laughs> <laughs> which I still <laughs> Oh, how God. do you sell that off knowing that you're launching in March? How do you sell that? I, whatever, I, you know, anyway, that still baffles me. Uh, okay, this weekend, also looking ahead, we have the Golden Globes on Sunday. I know it's Tina and Amy, I know one's in New York, I know one's in LA. What else is happening, Diane? You know, I,
1: honestly, I think Tina and Amy, for one, of course, that's the reason I will be watching, and I like to think that a lot of people still love Tina and Amy, of course. I'm in, I'm in, yeah. There's always a backlash. I don't, I don't know. But I don't have predictions just because the HFPA has always been, this is an understatement, unpredictable, mm-hmm. you know, who bought the nicest lunch. Um, my favorite thing about the Golden Globes has always been to watch it and watch all of the stars get a little tipsy together.
0: No, that was the boozy award show of all the award show. It was the one where everybody got a little drunk. And it was
1: also one of the best red carpets. It was always a fabulous red carpet. And it just makes me so sad. And I say this knowing that people think it's very, very frivolous, but it's very important for the fashion industry. Hmm. And that industry, like so many others, has been so hard hit by the pandemic. So... It always kills me. That was just, it was always a fabulous red carpet because it was like the warm up for the Oscars. So I'm going to miss that. Um, you know, I'm curious to see how they'll handle the telecast. I think Tina's at the Rainbow Room in New York and Amy's going to be at the Beverly Hilton.
0: <laughs> It'd be kind of funny to see her like in a wide shot, like by herself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, they said or- they're going to have some talent. Appear in both venues. Okay, but I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work.
0: All right, they could have fun with that. I don't. I, I hope and I hope they do. I hope they do.
1: Because they should have just one person sitting at a table, like <laughs> no, with all these play settings, like, like one per- in a tux. And,
0: and Nick Offerman, Nick Nick Offerman would be great if he was there, <laughs> drinking a scotch the whole time.
1: <laughs> with a bottle of Lagavulin, like yeah. Right,
0: Nick and Megan together, just the two of them at a table. <laughs> uh- <laughs>
1: Would watch so yeah so that's all I got for you on the Golden Globes.
0: All right, so you're on uh, TV Twitter all day. You watch everything. I uh, I write about everything and tell tell everybody what's new. But I don't really have time to watch anything because I'm uh, doing my podcast and my newsletter. Um, so I have a weekend. It's going to be rainy here in New York for two days. Uh, what do I you know what do I possibly put my my hours that are going to be available into this weekend? I
1: well, if you want to do a little Golden Globes prep. Hulu has the Fran McDormand movie, Nomadland, um, directed by Chloe Zhao. And it's just a really beautiful, moving, heartfelt film. And I think Fran McDormand going to win an Oscar for it. I wouldn't be surprised if the film won an Oscar. Um, it's just, it's a really wonderful movie. I don't really want to say more because I think you should just watch it. Um, my other big tip was veneno on hbo max which premiered back in december i was late to it but it's just this fabulous fabulous series about um a transgender star all of the performances are absolutely superb and it's a world i'm definitely not familiar with but it's just so well done and it's just very again very moving really really wonderful is
0: this is an Amer- uh, american show it's a european show No, it's what? a
1: spanish uh, series
0: okay all right so uh so back to the it seems all the international shows or netflix had the big show with uh Lupin. Lupin. Um, lupin sorry my my french is as good as my uh, other accents you know i guess this is what i had not heard of people talking about yet but uh so this is a spanish show on hbo max to watch uh, you the usual- know means
1: poison and it, it's the story of this trans woman and she, when she becomes a star she names herself Lavenino uh, it's just t- tremendous i, I can not and then sunday night uh i will give you an alternative if you're not in the mood for the golden globes um curl up on your couch with the internet's boyfriend stanley tucci because he's got a cnn original show called searching for italy literally delicious to watch and experience because he basically is touring italy the different regions in italy and you know talking about the food and talking to chefs and you know he he likes to cook himself yeah. so um and the good news is the show just got renewed for a second season
0: yeah um so what's uh what's the buzz on tv twitter these days die what are uh people talking about either show-wise or business-wise or what's uh what's the latest Well,
1: business-wise yesterday it was the paramount plus because it was this like it's these seemingly never-ending stream of announcements i myself was not invited to be on the live stream so i was following stuff on twitter
0: so what was the what was the read on paramount plus as far as you know from the uh the industry writers Some of and so the stuff forth. we
1: discussed just a lot of the re, you know rebooting and you know catalog uh and library but um
0: i will give them a gross tonnage award for uh for an exactly. announcement uh i don't think that anybody uh, you know, Peacock, Apple, uh, Disney Plus, Apple TV—they did not have anywhere near the announcements uh, that Viacom was putting out. In, in, in my mind, I don't. You know, although the last the last Disney call was pretty extensive too. They were going two years yeah. out, oh, and really? putting, yeah, they were going pretty far into the, the the genre stuff. That was more of an update. It wasn't the launch call, but uh, but yeah, that was a lot of a lot of tonnage. Here are, here are 50 things you won't see for 9 months but it got a lot of
1: remember. Ha- They'll pop yeah, up on it, the surface you'll be like what
0: it got it did the job in the pr front kudos to the viacom pr group <laughs> But if you kind of poke the holes, it's like, when is this? When is this? Oh, uh, okay. We've hired a writer. Okay, great. That's nice. <laughs> anyway, uh, so you can follow Diane at the Surf Report S U R F Report on Twitter. She is uh,
1: the Surf Report. The
0: Surf Report, of course. Uh,
1: also, also on the gram.
0: Also on the gram. If you want some extra bonus dog pics on the uh, on the Instagram, <laughs> those are always nice from Diane.
1: I have many friends with cute dogs.
0: And- <laughs> The dog report will be coming soon, but we'll have to <laughs> work on that one. Hey, ABC um,
1: has a dog show called uh, Pooch Perfect.
0: Yes, Rebel Wilson.
1: So, you know what? Don't knock the dogs. <laughs> it's, it's, it's TV comfort food.
0: Your Venn diagram is coming together, Diane. It's, it's, yeah. Thank yeah. <laughs> I you. think we, we finally nailed it.
1: <laughs> I feel like that's a good note to close on.
0: <laughs> I would agree. Thanks, Diane. We'll I'll talk
1: to you soon. Sounds good. Ooh.
0: Thanks again to Diane for making the time. Hopefully you enjoyed this little uh, post-podcast chat. Going to try and do a few more on Fridays going forward with various friends and insiders throughout the business. If you like them or hate them, my contact info is in the notes area for the episode, or there's a comments section on the Substack page at the bottom of each newsletter. Again, that's (laughs) thewakeup.substack.com. Now let's play me off today with a little Post Malone, who did a cover of uh, Hootie and the Blowfish's I Only Want to Be With You, which is uh, pretty great. The link to that on Spotify and YouTube is in the newsletter as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. But
1: there's nothing I can do I've been looking for a like you You look at me, you got nothing left to say Get my way. I won't dance. You won't sing.